I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. (laughs) Kia ora everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. Today I'll be speaking with Bridget about the births of Nixon, Noah and Sonny. This is a really lovely episode with three quite different births, so I hope that you enjoy it. Let me know your feedback at the end. Hey, Bridget. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi, thanks for having me. No worries at all. Would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who's in your family? Yep, yep. So um, there is me and my husband. My husband's name is Tor and he is a teacher. Um, We've been married for five, just about to come up five years. Um, And then there is our oldest son. So we've got three boys. My oldest son is Nixon. He just turned four yesterday. Um, And then there is Noah, who is two and a half. And we have just had Sonny. I'm still saying just had, but he is like (laughs) three and a a half months now. But I'm still definitely feeling like I'm in that fresh phase. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, and we live in Wellington. Um, we're a super, I'd say, very active family. Luckily, because we had three boys. Um, yeah. <laughs> but we already were pretty active. My husband's a PE teacher, and I've always been um, pretty sporty as well. Um, so just yeah, we spend a lot of time together and outdoors, and just being busy with family life. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I can imagine that your three boys keep you extremely busy and on your toes. So busy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So what was the journey like to pregnancy for you the first time around? Um, well, the first time around, I I knew quite quickly when we decided, when we're getting married, we decided that we, um, I would come off the pill quite early um, because I just kind of always had this niggle in the back of my mind that I would have trouble getting pregnant. Um, Turns out that was luckily wrong, um, but I just always Mm -hmm. thought I'd rather find that out early if that was the case um, because I just never got regular periods. I could have probably like two a year and never know when they were coming, Um, so no kind of regular cycle. But um, uh, yeah, so I fell pregnant very quickly. So we got married in January. I came off the pill and then I was pregnant in March I think that's how it works out um which was still even though you know I'd come off the pill I just didn't think it was going to happen for a long time so it was still quite a shock um and even I had done a pregnancy test and it was negative so I thought oh I'm not pregnant and then um maybe the week later I just was feeling exhausted and 
I remember the morning so clearly because I had just started a new job, <laughs> of course, <laughs> and um, it was quite a promotion. It was in Parliament, so it was quite a big deal for me. And I'd gone to the gym in the morning. I just could not do a workout. Like I just had no energy, felt quite sick, then went to get my morning coffee and I just couldn't even stomach the coffee. It just made me feel ill. And um, I know this sounds so dramatic, but I honestly thought that I like had cancer or something because <laughs> yeah. I had not, I just never felt like that before. And I thought because I'd done a test, I definitely wasn't pregnant and I had no idea what was going yeah. on. So we went to the doctor and he said, oh, we'll just do another test to roll it out. Um, and then, yeah, and it turns out I was luckily pregnant, didn't have cancer. Um, and, <laughs> but it still was just like, yeah, just a real big shock, like a good shock, but you know, still takes quite a while to get your head around. Um, and yeah. then I got sent, yeah, went off to work and they actually sent me home because they said that I was just like really pale. <laughs> I think I was in a bit of shock. Um, but it was good. Just took us a while to get our head around. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. did you have many other symptoms throughout your pregnancy? Um, just really feeling hungover a hundred percent of the time, pretty much. Um, and vomiting yeah. not so bad with my first pregnancy. My second two, I did actually vomit quite a lot and definitely past the 12 week mark. Um, so I definitely, I can't say that I enjoy pregnancy. I'm, really stoked for those that do but I'm just not one of those I really I find it really hard because I just feel nauseous all the time um, and then yeah. as it gets further along when I can't I ex I've always exercise through pregnancy but when I start having to scale back what I'm doing I get quite frustrated because um, exercise is very is a big uh, part of my life just as like a coping mechanism as well as keeping healthy um yeah, I, I mean, it's really special and it's awesome when you start feeling the baby move and stuff like that. But I just, I hate pregnancy. <laughs> yeah. I'm grateful. Fair enough. I'm very grateful, but I really don't enjoy it. Yeah. 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 yeah fair enough. And did you have any sort of idea of where you thought you wanted to give birth? Were there many options in Wellington at the time? Um, to be honest, the only option that ever crossed my mind with my first um, birth was just hospital. I uh, never yeah. really heard of any others and um, didn't really question it either. I just kind of knew it was the unknown for me and wanted to be um, in hospital where they could, I yeah. don't know, have all options on hand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. And did you go to yeah. any antenatal classes or anything like that before you went into labour? Yes, we did. We did them just through the hospital. Um, and I've got to say, I don't really recommend it. Um, what, it was just a very big focus on the birth. Um, I, and nothing really afterwards. And there wasn't a, I didn't have a good sense of connection with many, if any of the other people there. I think it was more the way it was run, not the actual people. Yeah. that were there um and yeah I would highly recommend do it um really looking into that part of it because I could have really done with some good antenatal classes <laughs> but yeah didn't unfortunately yeah yeah it's a shame and did you do sort of any other research or did you find anything else educational sort of helpful or you just sort of went into it with what you already knew I just kind of Went into it with what I already knew, watched a bit of One Born Every Minute. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
love that show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I still love it. I still cry every time a baby is born. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I just kind of stumbled into it. I read a book can't actually remember what it is now but again and it was all focused on pregnancy um and birth nothing really afterwards yeah Yeah. and did you go into labor naturally do you want to talk us through that and then into your birth story now yeah um I was induced with Nixon I was 10 days overdue and like goodness me like you know he was I was huge. I was, and it was hot and it was horrible. So I was quite happy to be induced by that point. Um, and it all went fairly smoothly. They, um, once they hooked me up to the Syntocin, the drip, um, to get things moving a bit faster, things moved very fast. And I ended up with double contractions and getting about kind of 10 seconds break in between. So at that point I um, asked for epidural um, and that made everything bearable again. That was really awesome at that point. I definitely couldn't have kept going like that um, without it. And then got to the point uh, where it was where I was pushing and it was still going really well and I was thinking, oh, oh you know, I'm going to do this just fine. <laughs> And then my big nine pound baby's head got stuck and it just, he, yeah, he just ended up, the epidural wore off um, and I just couldn't get him out. So they, my midwife called in a doctor and then followed, kind of it's all a bit of a blur at this point, but then followed, I just remember it ended up being a room full of doctors and people um, yeah. trying to help get him out and um at that point, I remember they were at the door with forceps and talking about whether I might need um, a C-section. And oh, I just remember everyone kept saying, like, you're so close, you're so close. Um, I can mm-hmm. see his head. Keep pushing. Just one more push for multiple pushes. And I got so angry. Mm-hmm. I remember being like, well, if he's so close, someone just pull him mm-hmm. out. Like, I'm doing all the work here. <laughs> Um, so it was, yeah, it was just really hard, really painful, but he came out and it was the most amazing feeling and obviously all worth it. Um, but then I lost a lot of blood quite quickly. So I did get to hold him, which was awesome. Um, but then got rushed away, um, just to find out where the bleeding was coming from. Um, so that was, yeah, it was all just a bit surreal. I think um, yeah. I didn't go into it with any really set expectations, but it was, yeah, I do remember friends coming to visit kind of the next day and them later on saying that I was just in shock, I think. Um, and it was just, you know, super overwhelming. And also the me- again, going back to the fact that I didn't really kind of, um, I focused very much on the birth. I remember the midwife, handing me Nixon and saying oh you can dress him now you can pop a nappy on and then I just it hit me that I had no idea how to put a nappy on <laughs> I've never put a nappy yeah. on a baby in my life <laughs> I didn't even know what to dress them in what size or what yeah so it was um that part of it really I think then hit home that I had no idea what I was doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah and did they find where the bleeding was coming from quite quickly um, they didn't actually. I had the um bleeding issue with both um 
with both Nixon and Noah's births, and so both times yeah. got rushed away. Um, but we, yeah, no, they didn't. But it wasn't. They just rushed me away to check if it was anything major, and it wasn't. And then it eventually yeah. stopped on its own just before I would need a transfusion. So I luckily didn't need yeah. a transfusion. Yeah. Awesome. And how did you go in the hospital with breastfeeding and latching on and everything like that? Um, I found breastfeeding very confusing because I, at that point, got told multiple things by depending on which midwives were on. Some said, yeah. oh, it's fine fine if it hurts. It's totally natural because, of course, you haven't had someone sucking on your nipples before <laughs> for hours at a time. Um, so that's normal. And then I had another midwife saying, no, it's not supposed to hurt at all. You're doing it wrong and trying to help me relatch. Um, yeah, so I found it very confusing and actually had a really hard time breastfeeding Nixon. It was um, in the end because he had tongue tie, which uh, my midwife didn't pick up on. So um, at about two weeks old with, you know, I uh, just had, bleeding nipples it was extremely painful I'd be so stressed feeding him he was crying all through the night I think because I wasn't able to feed him properly um you know it's really true what they say the more stressed you are the more that passes on to the baby and it was a bit of a vicious cycle for us at that point um and unfortunately this was over the new year's period so there wasn't a heap of support um there's usually here in Wellington lactation um consultants that you can access for free um, and you can go to the community centre here and they um, help you with breastfeeding and give you advice and all of that was shut down over the Christmas New Year's period. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, yeah, so that was really um, difficult and I ended up um, from a friend who told me about these lactation, private lactation consultants calling um, one of them who was very expensive. We were really lucky. My mum actually jumped in and helped us out with that. But she was amazing. She just came in, knew exactly, straight away diagnosed the tongue tie. Um, She even organised for that to be sorted out. She said, you need to stop feeding because your nipples are going to get infected. That was that bad. Um, Put me on antibiotics, um, showed me better ways to use the breast pump to that I'd need to just pump and finger feed him. So through a syringe to help um, keep, uh, help teach Nixon how to feed properly as well after having his tongue tie snipped um, until I could start breastfeeding him again. And so that was another two weeks of not feeding him um, directly, but just expressing and trying to heal and I am so lucky that I had my um, both my mum and my husband uh, teachers so I had them off for the long school holiday break otherwise I wouldn't have been able to continue Um, so I'm really lucky that I had them to support me and to um, help me with the expressing and then finger feeding Nixon while I did that otherwise yeah I just wouldn't have been able to um, push through on my own I don't think uh, which would have yeah. been fine, but I'm grateful, yeah, that I had all that support on hand. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And how long did you breastfeed for then with um, Nixon? So I breastfed him for eight months at the end until I uh, awesome. went back to work. Yeah. 
Cool. And did you get your period back after you finished breastfeeding or while you were still breastfeeding? Um, while I was still breastfeeding, I got my period back just once. Um, and then I fell pregnant again. And that was a quick <laughs> yeah. um, conception. <laughs> I was on the mini pill and I was not very good at taking it at the same time every day. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and how did yeah. you find out that you were pregnant the second time then? Oh, um, with Noah, I remember we were taking Nix into the park one day and I just felt quite nauseous in the morning, the same familiar nauseous feeling. And then on the way home, I said to my husband, oh, I really feel like chocolate milk. And he said, oh, that's really odd. You've not had chocolate milk since you were pregnant with Nixon. And then we both kind of looked at each other and like, surely not. <laughs> Uh, and then I thought, oh, I'll just get a test just in case. And ke- I remember I kept saying, I'm sure I'm not. I'm definitely not. Like I couldn't be, but you know, just, just to rule it out. And then, yeah, sure enough, yeah. I was. <laughs> so again, <laughs> that was a surprise, but not an unwelcome surprise. We had always talked about the fact that we would love to have our babies close, but I just couldn't kind of get my head around doing it all again that quickly. Um, so we were always kind of umming and ahhing about that anyway. So I'm really grateful, actually, that the decision was kind of taken out of our hands through my own carelessness of taking the pill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you mentioned earlier that you had some sickness during this pregnancy. So did that continue for your whole pregnancy? Yeah, it did. It has seemed to get worse with each pregnancy for me, um, The just yeah. the sickness continuing longer throughout the pregnancy. Um, so again, I didn't really have a great time. And also, uh, I had just started a new job <laughs> again. Yeah. So yeah. I have done that twice. Yeah. And had just that week started and, um, was working full time with a very young baby and not even one year old. Um, and it was just an insanely busy, um, full on pregnancy really there was just no time to feel that sick um and I was determined to still do a really good job which I did but um yeah it was really hard yeah and how were you feeling emotionally sort of obviously you mentioned you're at work and you've got a young baby to look after as well as being pregnant yeah it was a huge adjustment it just really meant um just I had to prioritize my time so much um that there wasn't a lot of room for other um, activities it really was outside of work just making the time that I did have with Nixon really focus on him and then obviously trying to get some rest as well Um, yeah so it was overwhelming at times but um, I think I kind of just rolled with it really at that point yeah yeah Yeah. awesome and did you go into labor naturally this time around or what was that experience like I did. I did, which was a bit of a shock for me. Um, I really had it in my head that I was going to go late again and maybe be induced. Um, I don't know why. I'm just, once I get something in my head, I find it really hard to change my mind. (laughs) So I (laughs) went into labor naturally on uh, Noah's due date. And it took me a while to kind of recognize it, I guess, because I had been induced before. So I didn't really know what it felt like. Um, to go into labour naturally and I I remember I didn't really want to get my hopes up so I kind of kept thinking oh no it's just Braxton Hicks and then um, I realised that I really could pinpoint when the contractions were happening 
um, that it actually was um, the real deal. I called up my midwife and she came to check me and then said, oh, actually, yep, you're about, um, what was I at that point? Maybe four centimetres dilated. So it's definitely happening. Um, And then I kind of, I had in my head that also natural labour happened a lot slower so I was kind of fluffing around a bit at home and then she said, okay, we actually need to um, probably get moving. I'll meet you at the hospital. And I was packing like a lunch for Nixon for the next day because my parents had come over. Um, he was asleep because it was in the, the middle of the night or early hours of the morning. Um, yeah. And then we went into the car and I remember literally just from walking from the front door to the car, it really ramped up a level and all of a sudden I was just in a lot of pain with the contractions. It was so uncomfortable um, having to go through these really strong contractions in the car because I just wanted to move around. Um, So that was really hard and it did just get really intense. And I I remember vividly screaming at my husband in the car that I could feel him trying to get out <laughs> but I could feel the baby trying to get out and every time in between contractions I could feel him moving down um and was just really yeah it was quite stressful just didn't want to birth him in the car pretty much um so we got there yeah. got to the hospital um walked in and they said yep you're ready to push take your pants off and I was just in complete <laughs> denial I was like no I'm not, don't touch me, don't touch my pants, you just back away from me, I'm not ready to push. And they all kind of stood around and were like, uh, yeah, yeah, you are, you have to, the baby's coming. And I was just like, no, I don't want to do this, I I would like some pain relief and like, there's no time. <laughs> and I just really had a mental battle with myself. I was fighting the inevitable and really didn't make it easy on myself. It was a technically a great birth because then he was born naturally uh 13 minutes after we arrived at the hospital um but yeah mentally I just don't know why I was fighting it so I just hadn't really prepared myself I think I've never really put a heap of thought into preparing myself for birth before my third birth um so yeah he was born it was great but then I was rushed away again for internal uh bleeding so I didn't get to hold him straight away. So I found that quite difficult because it just all happened so fast that I remember yeah. when they were trying to find out where the bleeding was coming from, a nurse was trying to talk to me and distract me. And I just remember saying to her, am I still pregnant? Did I just give birth? Like what? I'm just <laughs> so confused. <laughs> like that happened so yeah. fast. Um, but then, yeah, got to hold him afterwards. And that was, yeah, it was amazing. But it just, yeah, again, I think I was in shock. This time more because of my own um, preconceptions, really. Yeah. 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 And did you know that you were having a boy? I forgot to ask you that the first time as well. Yes, I did. I knew with both Nixon and Noah that I was having boys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And how did you go with breastfeeding Noah? Um, Amazingly, actually, I was all geared up for a battle again. and was prepared with, you know, all the nipple creams and um, oh, what are the other cooling packs that you can get, the cabbage you put in the freezer. Yeah. Um, but, it, 
really, he just seemed to know what he was doing. I guess I knew what I was doing a bit more this time. Um, and also there was no tongue tie. I think all of that helped, but also it's just, I just still blows my mind how different the experiences can be. I had no issues with feeding. Um, and yeah, it was a really, breastfeeding was a great experience. Um, that second time round. Um, yeah. Yeah, awesome. That's nice for you that you had such a different experience considering yeah, your first one was. wasn't that great. Yeah, yeah. It probably it helped as well that my expectations were that it was going to be very difficult, so I was pleasantly <laughs> surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how long did it take you to get your period back this time around so you could get pregnant with your third? I got my period back when I stopped breastfeeding Noah at seven months, and I – um, stopped feeding him then because we had a bit of a um, different battle with Noah. He had undiagnosed allergies, so he was getting extremely bad eczema and hives breaking out all the time um, every time I would okay. feed him. Yeah, and I tried um, figuring it out through my diet because, um, yeah, we had a bit of a battle to get it diagnosed. My GP, unfortunately, kept telling me that he just had heat rash, um, which I knew in mm. my gut was not true so I had cut out dairy um, and then he improved slightly but then he would still get hives and turns out he was actually allergic to dairy um, egg and nuts but I had never cut I'd cut them out at different times but never all three at once so at oh, seven okay. months it just got really stressful and we put him onto soy formula and everything cleared up and he was a whole lot happier um, until he tried egg at like seven and a half months and we had to call an ambulance. Um, and oh, no. at that, yeah, he had an anaphylactic reaction. So at that point they referred him for proper testing and at 10 months um, he finally got the allergy tests that took all of like 10 minutes um, to diagnose yeah, frustrating. three allergies. Yeah, it was extremely frustrating. I just remember feeling very emotional at that appointment because just so frustrated that was this 10-minute appointment yeah. that could have saved him a whole lot of um, pain, me a whole lot of stress, and, yeah, yeah it was quite frustrating. But um, we got there in the end, yeah. Yeah, well, I'm glad that eventually you got there, but, yeah, like you said, yeah. extremely frustrating. And so when did you get pregnant with your third? Do you want to talk us through that? Yes, so uh, with Sunny, I we decided on a bit, bigger gap and to actually kind of decide this time <laughs> instead of <laughs> another little surprise. Um, so I'd been back at work for a while. Uh, Noah was, gosh, how old was he? One and a half. Um, it's all a bit of a blur actually, but um, yeah, we decided <laughs> to try at, at the end of last year um, sorry, halfway through last year, and we I actually fell pregnant straight away as soon as I came off the pill, which was amazing. But um, unfortunately, I lost that baby, and um, that was a really big shock because I think yeah. we'd been so lucky this far on that that thought had kind of I just I didn't wasn't really worried about that anymore. Um, and it happened yeah. when I was at work as well, um, which was quite difficult. Mm -hmm. And I knew yeah. what was happening, um, but I was in the middle of interviewing someone um, at work and it was, yeah, just, uh, I think at the time I processed it, because I was at work, I processed it very um, 
black and white. This is just what's happening. This is what happens. Yeah. It'll be fine. And then, um, yeah, once I got home, I was pretty devastated um, and felt just that my body had kind of let me down a bit. But um, I then just took about a week off work. Um, yeah, both Ta and I were pretty um, gutted about that. But we also yeah. at the same time knew we just had to kind of let ourselves be sad, grieve our loss, um, and then just know that it doesn't mean it will never happen for us. And, um, yeah, we just kind of processed it together in our own little way and um, just kept kind of telling ourselves that, not that it was meant to be, but I don't know, that it was. there just must be some other reason that that wasn't going to work yeah. out for us this time and that's how we processed it. Um, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, then two months after that, um, we decided to try again and I fell pregnant with Sunny at the end of, um, last year and I found out on New Year's Day when I did a test. Um, and again, before I did the test, felt, definitely felt a bit of that nauseous feeling, but didn't want to get my hopes up. So, um, just yeah. waited until I could do the test and, um, then yeah, I was, so we were stoked, um. And then very quickly, I felt very sick. <laughs> again. <laughs> yep, and did yeah. that last again for your whole pregnancy? I did. It was so much worse the third time. I Yeah, oh, no. it was um, just because I was working again as well and it, I'd be vomiting in the bathroom pretty much every morning um, up until oh, I never really stopped actually. I'd have a week or two where I'd start feeling a little bit better um, but no, I vomited throughout the whole pregnancy. Um, and I didn't actually know what I was having with Sunny. We decided not to find out. Um, yeah. and that choice was cause I knew that I was just going to get so many comments about, Oh, are you trying for a girl? And I did. <laughs> and I know they're all innocent comments, but we really just do, did not care. Do not care what, you know, we yeah. have our two boys and they're so different from each other that we, knew yeah boy or girl we're just going to be super grateful um so I yeah chose not to find out because I knew the comments if we found out we were having a boy and I got some rude comments when I was pregnant I would probably say some slightly (laughs) I don't know sharp things whereas it doesn't bother me now at all people can say whatever they're going to say but when pregnant you know emotions are a little bit higher yeah so um yeah, that's why I chose. In my heart, I knew the whole time that it was um, he was that Sonny was a boy. I just knew. I don't. Yeah. I can't explain why. And I didn't get that feeling the other times before. Even though we did find out at twenty weeks, but before then, I had no idea, no gut feeling. But this time round, I definitely. Um, I kept saying he, and I kind of kept forgetting that we didn't actually know. I just, um, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I knew he was a he. Yeah. Maybe that's just what I make. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. And you mentioned earlier as well that you sort of did a bit more preparation going into this birth. Do you want to talk us through that? Yes, I did. So I really did not want to have to battle myself mentally this time (laughs) round. Um, I looked into a whole lot of options into hypnobirthing. I tried a few um, hypnobirthing tracks and I just, I don't know, it just wasn't for me. I couldn't quite get on board with the hypnobirthing. I don't know if I just didn't try hard enough, couldn't really turn my mind off. Um, at one point, I downloaded an app on my phone, and it was a man on the track 
saying birth does not hurt, there is no pain in birth, and I just thought, nah, sorry, bro, you don't know, and I can't listen to this. Like, <laughs> I just yeah. can't get on board with telling myself that. That might work for some people, but it really didn't work for me. Um, and then at about 30, oh, I don't know, 30-something weeks, I totally freaked out. I just all of a sudden realized I have to give birth again and it's going to be so painful and I just don't want to do it. And it's really scary. And yeah, I just had this real big freak out. Um, and where I work, I actually have a few ex midwives that work, um, at my work. My midwife was really helpful, but also this other, um, colleague of mine who I know had worked as a midwife was so amazingly helpful. She, I told her how I was feeling. She took me out for a coffee and just said, you know, this is so normal for women that have given birth before to all of a sudden freak out because you know um, how hard it is. Um, but just remind yourself, yeah. you know, how amazing that feeling is as well and how worth it it is. But also let's just, and she sat me down and wrote down, okay, these, let's write down the things that you can control in birth and the things that you can't control. And, you know, the things I was just focusing on all the things that I can't control, how much it hurts, um, <laughs> you know, what <laughs> kind of happens to your body throughout it. Um, oh, when I go, I was just focusing on everything about thinking about when I was going to go into labor. And um, she helped me focus on all the things I could control, like what I was going to do with the boys, who was going to look after them. Um, if I wanted to have music playing, um, what I was going to tell myself. And she helped me find some birth affirmations, which um, did really help. Again, I thought, oh, this is not something I'm going to get into, but it actually really helped just reminding myself like this is, is it is going to be really hard. It is going to be painful, but I can do hard and I can handle the pain. Um, and it's only yeah. a short amount of time. Um, and just really, yes, yeah, stopping stop trying to kind of find a way to birth without it being painful. Just know that I can handle it. Um, and it really, really helped because this time round, so I was induced um, again with Sunny, but it was such a different experience. Um, I Once they hooked me up to the um, Sentosin drip, things did progress very quickly um, and I did start getting some insanely painful contractions, but um, I don't know. I just handled it so much better because I had, was telling myself these affirmations. I had really thought it through beforehand um, and had really kind of finally accepted that birth is painful, um, but that I can handle it. And I do remember I did get to the point where I wanted an epidural um, cause I'm always, have always gone into each birth with just whatever happens, whatever is fine. And if I need it, I need it. It's no big deal. Um, you don't get, you know, a medal for giving birth without an epidural. <laughs> um, so I'd asked for one and my midwife checked me. Oh, sorry. That's right. My midwife checked me and I was three centimeters long. And at that point I was like, holy crap, this is very painful at three centimeters. <laughs> Let's get that epidural going. Um, so they came in with the epidural, set me up because um, I was kind of lying on my side at that point, and he started drawing up um, kind of where he'd put the needle in. And then just as he set me up, I all of a sudden, this was probably about five minutes after being three centimetres dilated. I he Sorry, not five minutes, ten minutes. He set me up, and I just felt this sudden 
need, not a need to push, but just all of a sudden, like Sunny had moved right down and I just said, looked at my midwife and she said, hold up, hold up, stop. What's wrong? And I was like, oh, something feels different. And she's like, quick, lie back down and I'll just quickly check. And she was like, oh, yeah, there's his head. So you need to push. <laughs> so it just progressed yeah. so quickly. But by that point, um, yeah, so no epidural, which I was slightly disappointed in, but also, you know, glad that I was at that point. Um, and I was pushing and I remember I mumbled something and my husband said, no, no, it's all right. You can do it. Cause I think he thought I said, Oh, I can't do it. Which I remember vividly saying when I was birthing Noah, I can't do this. I don't want to do this. Um, and yeah. he was like, no, you can do it. And at that point I turned around and I was like, I know I can do this. I said, I can do it. <laughs> and he was like, Oh, okay. And that was really the difference for me. It was my approach and my mental state. So um yeah. yeah, about ten minutes later or if that, he was born. Um and it was such an amazing birth. It was still yes, painful and yes, really hard, but I just felt so much better. I was just empowered this time and I'd prepared myself in a way that worked for me. Um so I was really yeah, I was really happy that I bet myself mentally, really. It wasn't actually about yeah. the outcome and what options I chose. It was just that I was better prepared. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's such a lovely, I guess, contrast to your first two birth stories as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, um, yeah, it was a bit of a journey when I got there in the end. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how did you go with breastfeeding this time? Um, again, really good. So, um, really lucky that I didn't have any issues this time either. It was very similar to Noah, just, um, really smooth, Sunny seemed to know what he was doing and um yeah, so did I. So grateful for that again. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And what about physically? How did your recovery go? Oh, I feel like it has probably gotten a little bit harder each time recovering. Yeah. Um yeah, just, you know, your body just goes through so, so much and I still look back and I'm just amazed of what my body's done over the last four years. Um, and yeah. it is still very much a process and a mental process as well. This time around, that's what I have actually found harder. For some reason, I, I think cause, you know, just after three pre really hard pregnancies, I was just so ready to be back into feeling like myself and doing some exercise. Um, and I just wanted it all to happen a lot sooner this time. So I really had to, um, pull my head in, pull my own head in at about two weeks mm -hmm. where I got a bit frustrated and was like, oh, come on, you know, you've just had a baby two weeks ago. I really need to be yeah. more gentle with yourself. Um, so it's probably yeah. been more of a mental, um, yeah, mental thing this time round. Um, physically, everything probably actually did happen in much the same um, sense, you know, the, the bleeding and the... Um, yeah, just everything that your body goes through in those first, that first like four weeks. Um, I just found harder mentally. I think that was the thing. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. And do you think that your little family is complete with three boys or do you think that you're going to try for another baby in the future? <gasps> oh, that is a tough question because I, <laughs> Indeed. Feel, I feel very content with the three, um, three boys you know it's absolute chaos yeah. which I kind of love but I do feel very content with it but I just thought that I would feel 
something different this time that I would feel really, really finished. And um, yeah. for some reason, I don't. But whether or not that <laughs> means I'll just always, yeah, I re- I don't know. I think it probably doesn't help that my husband um, would like four. So I can never yeah. kind of shut the door on it fully when I know that that's <laughs> what he would like. Um, but I would definitely be in no rush if that is the case. Um, cause I, yeah, I'm really happy with the three and yeah. really not looking to sign up to pregnancy anytime. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if I could get handed Fair a enough. fourth, um, if someone would hand me a fourth baby in about two or three years, then I'd, I'd take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Awesome. Well, we will keep an eye out just yeah. in case for a pregnancy uh, announcement. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why I can't say no 100% because then I'm worried that he'll catch me at a yeah. weak moment and then I'll have to eat yeah. my words. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you yeah. so much for coming on the podcast today, Bridget. I really appreciate you taking the time and I think you've got a really lovely story. So thank you. Oh, thanks so much for having me and listening. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback. So either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at Kiwi Birth Tales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.